My name is John Bradbury, and this is the Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We are on episode number six, answering the if question. This is a good one. Before we get to that, I just want to mention my book, The Good and Noble Heart, 10-Week Transformation. It is a New Testament guided Bible study that offers 10 weeks or 70 days of devotions and guided journal prompts to help you work through your identity from the the foundation of the scripture it's available on amazon and i will link it up in the show notes so that you can uh, find it all right episode number six the if question this is so important if you are going to live a fruitful life or fulfill your calling. I want to just briefly uh, tell you where this comes from in the scripture. It is Luke chapter 4. I think it's in the other gospels as well, some of them. But it is Jesus, after he has grown to maturity, after he has been baptized, after he has been affirmed by the Father out loud in front of everybody, you are my beloved Son in whom, in whom I am well pleased. He, you know, shows his uh, devotion, his, you know, submission to the Father. He, he's baptized, he's affirmed. The Spirit of God comes in and lands on him in the form of a dove, symboling, symbolizing the anointing that is on him, or it is his time to fulfill his calling. Now for Jesus, his calling was to be the Savior of the world, to preach and teach and heal and make disciples, to die on the cross, to, to raise from the dead, to be the model that we follow. You know, he had a ginormous calling. He was the turning point in history. But the, the principle is the same for you. So it is now time in God's timing to fulfill his calling. And it is so interesting what happens next. He, it says he returns from the Jordan, so he leaves the river where John the Baptist is and, and where he was just baptized. And he is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. 
So interesting. He spends 40 days, 40 nights alone in the desert. He's tempted. He's fasting. He's not eating anything. We don't know if he drank, but I don't I don't think he this is like solitude, silence, stillness. He's not consuming anything and he's not producing anything. So he is just being present, being there. He's literally not even consuming food. He's not consuming anything and he's not producing anything. And there's nobody around to watch him or listen to him or learn from him. There's nobody to, you know criticize him or applaud him so there's no approval there's no recognition uh, there's nobody to um, you know give him feedback in this place of, of just being just present no consuming, no producing. The devil comes to him and asks such an interesting question. If you are the Son of God, then prove it. Prove your identity through your performance. Oh, that is such a critical, critical question, statement, you know, something that we get to grapple with. We all get to grapple with this. Now, obviously, Jesus um, endured the temptation did not give in to the devil, did not try to prove himself, uh, did not sin. He did not erect an ego or an identity that was separate from God that needed to be proven. But what I want to, to talk to you about today is the process that you're going to have to go through in order to fulfill your calling. Now, you're not the Savior of the world. You're not going to die on the cross for the sins of the world. You're, you don't have the same calling as Jesus, but you do have a calling. You have a purpose you have an identity, you have a function. And we've talked about this, some of this before, but I want to define these terms because this is really important. In living a fruitful life, fulfilling your purpose, understanding your identity, 
kind of deciphering your calling, bearing fruit, all of these things. So at first, you're just in a time of discovery. You're growing up. You're trying to understand life. You're, you're absorbing culture. You're, you're trying to find out who you are, why you're here. You're interacting with other people. And at some point, you have a sense of there's got to be more than this, right? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I know this is true of you. There's got to be more than paying bills. There's got to be more than uh, going through the motions. There's got to be more than just sitting in a pew at church or just having a car, or even having a family. As much as those things are, are, nice, are nice, there comes a point where that's not enough, that you know in your heart that there's more, that there's something you're supposed to accomplish. There is... There's something you're supposed to do with God. Not necessarily for Him, but with Him. There is fruit that you're supposed to produce. Now, this is not just about going into ministry. Because relatively, very few people are called to full-time ministry. You know, in the, in, in the life of the Jews divided up into tribes, one tribe, the Levites, were called to full-time ministry. They actually still did their own gardening, farming kind of stuff, but their job, their function in the in the body was full-time ministry. They cared for the house of God. They were prophetic. They were priests. They were worshipers. They were teachers. They, they cared for the physical things of the house of God. They cared for the people of God. They acted as judges, you know, resolving conflict. They, they were ministers in the sense that we think of ministers. So that's one out of 12. You know, we don't know the exact numbers, but one out of 12 tribes were in full-time ministry. That's, what, 8 or 9%. So if, if we say that, you know, out of every adult believer, 8 or 9% are called to full-time ministry, which of those people, it would look different for each one. You know, some would actually be on a microphone teaching, some would be worship leaders, some would be pastors or youth pastors, some would have, you know, more of a, uh, not a church role, but like a non-profit role or a missionary. But you're, 
but every believer is called. There is a calling on your life. And you have this sense of, I'm not just here to make money so I can pay bills, to wake up so I can go to sleep, you know, to, to just burn time and go through days and um, exist, survive. I'm not here to survive. There is something that I'm called to do. And you're going to have a period of discovering that. And then there will be a, a time where your current um, maturity, you know, discovery process is, is coming to an end. And it's time for you to start fulfilling that calling or walking it out. And you will have to do exactly what Jesus did. Now, most people don't know this, and it causes them to struggle their entire lives because they never really answer this question. But you will have to, you will have to go and into a time of testing where you are not consuming much and not producing much and the enemy is asking you the if question. The enemy is asking, if you're so important, prove it. If you are called by God, prove it. If you are the Son of God, prove it. I want you to prove by your performance that you're called. I want you to prove by your performance that you're worthy. Prove by your performance that you're valuable. Prove by your performance who you say you are. You'll have to go through it. I have to go through it. We all do. And it, it may not be in a, just in one 40-day period. Um, for the whole entire children of Israel coming out of slavery and going into their promised land, you know, kind of the symbolic becoming who they're supposed to be understanding their identity, and then moving into their calling, it, it seems as if that was supposed to be about a year, a year in the wilderness for them, relating to God, learning His voice, understanding His laws, you know, getting organized, setting up for tabernacle, all of that and then walking into their destiny. But they didn't do what Jesus did. They didn't get it. They never answered the if question. And so they, they spent 40 years in the wilderness, never fulfilling their calling, and just 
surviving. And that is the fate of those who cannot or will not answer this if question. If you are, if you get stuck here, you spend the, the remainder of your adult life, the, the part of your life where you're supposed to be bearing fruit, you spend it surviving. That's the punishment, so to speak. It's not really a punishment, but it is, uh, it is the choice we make if we don't get this right. It is the default setting. Like if you don't go into the, into the promised land, the default is you get to spend you know, the rest of your life in survival mode. So, how do you answer this question? How do you go from knowing you're called by God, which was, you know, in Jesus' case and in our case, the Father reveals it to you in it be a bunch of different ways. You know, you have uh, the desires of your heart start turning towards a certain group of people, you know, towards a certain problem, and you need to, to make a difference. You need to do something with God. You have this longing to. You know, uh, the flip side of that is you, you can't, you're not satisfied with survival anymore, or you're not satisfied with your discovery process of growing up anymore. You've reached a point where that's, it's enough and it's time to, to move forward. Of course, there is the actual prophecies where God is speaking directly to you or through other people saying, this is what you're called to do. And it's like you're getting little clues along the way. Some are big clues, some are smaller. But you're getting clues. And you're discovering, you're discovering. Um, there comes a point where it's, it's clear, it's obvious, it's time. Now, it's different for everybody. It's not an age. It is, you know only discoverable through your relationship with God, learning to hear His voice, um, tracking the feedback you get, um, journaling, um, this whole discovery process where you, where you look back and see how God has used you. You, you look back and you chart the deep longings, the desires of your heart. You see the patterns of the dreams he gives you, of the oppressions, the visions, the desires. You see the patterns of the prophetic words. You see the pattern of your function in the body. How have you borne the most fruit? What actions have you taken? What people do you care about? All of that creates a pattern. 
and then you're it's time to fulfill that calling you're you're done preparing for it and now it's time to walk it out this may not be just a distinct like one day so you know everything changes you know it might not be as distinct and obvious as going down to the river dunking in and having an audible voice say something but you know or you think you know <laughs> you're 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 dissatisfied you're ready for the next thing and you move into this time where God calls you to consume less and produce less and in some cases consume almost nothing and produce almost nothing there may be even days i don't know how long you can sustain it different for everybody where you consume nothing and produce nothing if there's not days there will definitely be hours where you're sitting alone being still and silent no phone no entertainment no nothing to read nothing to do nobody watching nothing to produce nothing to activate your ego and you're just alone with the noise in your head and a part of that noise is going to be the if question what makes you think you're so special? <laughs> what makes you think that you're worthy? Where's the proof? Where's the proof? Where's the proof? And because you're at the beginning of your journey, there will be no proof. You will have no signs and no wonders. <laughs> you will have nobody has, nobody has gotten healed. There will be no books that anybody's bought. There will be no podcasts anybody's listening to. There will be nobody in the seats at your church. You won't even have a church, most likely. You, will have, you won't have the position and the track record and the sales or you know, the lives changed, the impact, the numbers on social media. There won't be any evidence. and it will resound through you what makes you think that you can do what you think you're called to do you know in jesus's case what makes you think what gives you the right to go around and tell people to follow you you haven't done anything where's the evidence where's the proof who do you think you are? You're going to have to answer that question. And this is why it is so important to understand the difference between identity and purpose and calling. There is, calling has to do with the fruit you're producing and the function that you have in the body. You know, if you were 
a hand or a finger in the body, your function is to touch, to hold, to, you know, to feel, to grab, to do things, to pick up things. You have a function. You are serving your whole body by your particular function. That has to do with the calling you. It might be the writing you do, or the speaking, or the leading, or the art, or the business, or the relationships, the communication, or the space you create, or whatever. It has to do with what you're producing. But you cannot produce if your identity is attached to your performance. If your identity is attached to any kind of form, what will happen is you will live aware of your lack. If your identity is in how many books you sell, you will always be on this um, cycle of kind of arrogance and insecurity. Arrogance and insecurity. When you're selling, you feel proud. And when you're not selling, you feel afraid, insecure, unsettled. You, if, you're, if your worth is tied to how many people attend your event or buy your product or how many deals you make or how many sales you come up with or how many people came over to your house or whatever numbers you can add up. If your identity is tied to it, if your worth is tied to it, then you will always be on this pendulum of fear and control, fear and control, fear and control. You will create a comfort zone, build a fence around it, and keep your life small so that you can feel more in control and less fear. Your identity is not based on performance. Sons do not earn their sonship. They're born sons. You're born a son having done nothing except come out of your mother's womb. You didn't earn anything. In fact, you're completely helpless. You have no value based on what you can contribute. You have no identity based on what you can consume. When you are a son from the moment you're born, having no ability to feed yourself, change yourself, you can't even speak, you can't walk, you can add no value to the tribe, so to speak. You have no value based on your performance because you can't perform. Your worth 
isn't tied to what you consume or what you produce. You're a son. You're born valuable just because your family values you. That's all. You, you do not get into the family of God. You do not get connected to him. You do not get into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You don't, you're not forgiven or adopted or connected because you earned it. You didn't buy your way in. You didn't work your way in. You didn't do anything to deserve it. It's free it is given by God. Your worth is determined by Jesus hanging on the cross saying, I think you're valuable. I think you're worth dying for. Your identity is in your connection to God. So I am a son of God. That is That determines who I am. It determines my sense of self. It determines my worth. It determines my value. God determines my value. I don't. I actually have no control over my worth. I can't make it less or more based on how I act or think or, or what I do. I can't make it less or more because it's not my decision. God determines if I'm worthy or if I'm valuable or if I'm adopted or if I'm a son. My identity is only in my relationship to God, in my connection to God. That's why you see all of these identity statements in the Bible I am a son of God. That is just a relationship. I am the bride of Christ. That is a relationship. It is the connection to God. It's not based on performance. It's based on relationship. I am a, a, a member of the body of Christ. That is about relationship, connection. I am a part of the house of God, or I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is about connection, relationship. Your worth, your identity, your sense of self is in this connection. Your purpose is different than your identity. Your identity determines your value and your worth and your sense of self. It is the foundation. It is where you come from. It is, how, it is the, the essence of life. It is the foundation for your thoughts, your actions, your feelings. Your purpose is to stay connected. Identity is, I am connected. I am a son. I am the bride. I am 
in relationship. You can even go farther, like, I am a tree by the river. I am connected. All of my worth and value is in that connection. Nothing I produce and nothing I consume changes that. I am a branch in the vine. Whether I'm being pruned, whether it's winter time, whether I am flourishing, whether I have a lot of leaves or a lot of fruit, or whether I'm drooping down or rising up, it has nothing to do with my identity. My identity is in the connection. Now, this is the foundation, so it has to be settled before you can start producing fruit the way God is calling you to. So my identity is, I am connected. It is where we live from. So my job concerning my identity is to stay aware of it or conscious of it. I stay aware of my connection to God through the Spirit. I stay conscious of that connection to God. I put my attention towards God. And I align my intentions with God. All of these are identity terms. They are the foundation, the essence of life. They are where all of my thoughts, feelings, and actions come from. Now, my purpose is to stay connected. I am not actually a branch. I am a human. I, ha I am made in God's image. I am conscious. I have a choice. I have basically one choice. One choice every day, and in a, in a lesser sense, every moment of every day, and that is to stay connected and live from the awareness of that connection or to disconnect and to live from the awareness of my lack. My primary purpose in life, my inner purpose, is to stay connected, to keep that awareness of my relationship to God alive and active, to always be hosting God's presence to always be present each moment, to stay aware of God's Spirit fellowshipping with my spirit. That's my purpose. That's an in, my inner purpose. My outer purpose, which comes from that, is to bear fruit. To bear fruit. To take the... the seeds that I get, spiritual seeds that I get from God and manifest them into the earth. So I take spiritual realities and I make them 
physical, natural realities. That's my outer purpose. My identity is to is that I am connected. My purpose is to stay connected. And my outer purpose is to bear fruit from that connection, to take spiritual things and manifest them into natural things. Now, my calling is the is my outer purpose, but it is specific to me. It is different than other people's purposes, so to speak. So every every member of the body, every part of the whole, has the same outer purpose and inner purpose. They We're all called to stay connected. We're all called to bear fruit. But each member has a specific calling, like a hand has a different function than a foot or an eye or an ear. And in the same way, you have a unique function, which means you have a specific geographical region you might be called to, a specific um, way of seeing things that is different than other people, a specific group of people that you care deeply about, a specific um, message that you're supposed to add, or a problem that you're supposed to solve. <coughs> and this is this is a, how God created you so that you could you could be a part of the body, add value to the whole. Before you can add that value, before you can function properly in the body, before you can have the thriving business or the thriving family or the thriving church or the thriving ministry, you know, before you can be the author speaker you're supposed to be or the you know start that uh, coffee shop you're supposed to start or you know be uh, the missionary or the professor or what or the scientist or whatever you're supposed to be the the calling on your life there is no sacred and secular if you are connected to Jesus, he has a calling for you. And it's like he's taking a piece of his jurisdiction. So he has all authority and he's giving you some of that authority. Before you can walk it out, you have to have your identity questioned. You have to have this time period where you're you're not consuming and you're not producing and you're not being watched and you're not your your ego is low and you have no evidence of your calling. You have nothing in the natural that says what you feel in the spirit. 
in the spirit, you feel this, I am the beloved son in whom God is well pleased. I am connected to him. I am called to bear fruit. And I have a sense of what that fruit is, who I'm called to, you know, what I'm supposed to do. I may not know all of it. I don't know all of it. But I have a sense of the direction I'm supposed to go and the time, like it's time. I have this dissatisfaction with survival or with, with this, you know, discovery phase. And I am ready to, ready to go. And this question will haunt you. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? What makes you think that you're capable of, you know, starting a podcast when you've never started a podcast? Who, who, why would anybody listen to you? There's that, there's that question relative to your calling. And here's how Jesus handles it and how you will have to handle it if you're going to get out of survival mode and actually do something with Jesus bearing fruit. Satan says, prove it. Turn these stones into bread. You know, jump off the building. And prove that God will protect you. Prove that God will provide for you. Prove who you are with your performance. And Jesus basically says, I have nothing to prove. I didn't create myself. I didn't call myself. I didn't, I didn't make myself valuable. I'm not a son because I did anything. I am not called because I earned it. God said I was a son and I believe him. There is nothing I need to do to prove my worth or my identity. It is accepted. It is believed. It is trusted. A son doesn't prove that they're a son. They believe they are a son. They accept that they are a son. They trust that they are a son. We live by the words of God, Jesus quoted Deuteronomy to the enemy. He says, man shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He's saying, I don't need to prove God's words. God's words are the proof. If God put a desire in me, that desire is the proof that I'm called. The desire wouldn't be there if God didn't call me. If I have three confirming prophecies leading me in a direction, the words themselves are the proof. I don't prove them. I believe them. I live as if they're true. If I see something in the scripture and it's highlighted to me about my life, I believe it. I trust it. 
I don't prove it. I don't, my performance doesn't prove God's word. God's words are proof by themselves. I am a son just because God said I'm a son. That is all. I am worthy just because he said I'm worthy. And this sounds amazing <laughs> until you're actually in the in the the fire so to speak. And the question is right there in your head, who do you think you are? If you're if you're so great, prove it. And you're saying your ego is struggling and the turmoil, the noise in your head is is so loud and, and it's saying, yeah, who do I think I am? What makes me think that I can bring an end to racial injustice in a country? What makes me think that I can be, uh, you know, an author and a speaker and change the lives of, of thousands of people? What makes me think I could start this church or build this business or create this product or invent this vaccine? I've never done it before. I have no evidence. I have no proof. I have nothing to go on except a desire or an impression or a vision or a prophecy. I have a word from God. I have a sense of calling. I have a pattern of God's words that I can see as evidence in my life, and that's all I've got. And if I need more than that, if I need proof, then I will never fulfill my calling. Identity has to be settled before calling. Identity is the foundation. I am worth something because God said I am. End of sentence. What does this actually feel like? What does it look like? i tell you what it looks like for me most of the time is sitting alone in stillness and silence and solitude and enjoying being present. Enjoying the present moment. When I'm consuming nothing and producing nothing, and I am just sitting in a chair with no stimulation and no performance, and I enjoy God's presence, and I am aware of my presence, and that is enough. That's what it feels like. Being content in the stillness and the silence and the solitude. Another thing it feels like is you're going throughout your day and you are present in the moment. 
you feel you enjoy this moment right now. You don't need to be in the past or the future. There's no worry or shame or blame dragging you out of the present. You're not trying to take anything from life. You are aware of the flow of God coming through you and you're giving to life. You're bringing joy into the present moment. You're bringing love into every relationship. You're bringing peace into every room. You're not taking. Now, if if you are satisfied, if you're happy with being in this moment, being present in this moment, and it's enough, then you have answered the if question. Another way would be if you can be in a room with a bunch of people and you feel no arrogance and no insecurity, meaning you don't feel better than anybody or less than anybody. There's no comparison. You're not trying to gauge your worth, gauge your value in relationship to other people, meaning I'm better than you because my performance is better than you, or I'm worse than you because your performance is better than mine. You can be in a room and feel no arrogance and no insecurity. It's another great way. You are settled. You know you're valuable because God said you're valuable. It's enough. You actually believe the Bible just because God said it. You believe your prophetic words just because he said them. Now there's still there's still human error, you know, where you're discerning, you know, was a prophetic word, you know, 100% from God you're 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 weighing it you know you're you're testing your dreams you're getting confirmation i'm not saying you just turn your brain off and have no no uh no sense but the pattern of your desires the pattern of your prophetic words your the pattern of your understanding of the scripture the pattern of of the impressions or the visions or the dreams at night that God is giving you the the pattern of your of your desire is going in is this way you can you can discern how God is leading you and just by knowing he said it it is enough you believe him just because he said it that ends up being i am I am sitting in the desert alone. I have nothing to consume and I have nothing to produce and I have nobody watching and I am joyful. I'm enjoying 
being present with God's presence. If that is the case, you know that your ego is not running your life anymore, and now you can go and leave the wilderness in the power of the Spirit and fulfill your calling. Now, this is not a one-time deal. You have a, there will be, before you actually walk out your, you know, a calling, which you can have more than one, by the way, before, before there is, a, you know, the, a, you know, a promised land, so to speak, there will be a transition period. Uh, and that could happen more than once in your life. There could be, you know, a series of weeks or months where God is leading you to consume less and produce less and answer these if questions. And then from there, you move into a time of fruitfulness, a time of, you know, walking into a promised land, like, you know, starting the business, you know, starting the business, you know, building the church, you know, writing the book, selling it, whatever. And then there may be more than one of those throughout your lifetime, but there will always be that transition period where you have to answer the if question. But this is also true on a daily basis. I find the best way I can start my day is the silence, the solitude, and the stillness answering the if question daily. This is what Paul the Apostle was talking about, saying, I die daily. What he's saying is, I allow my ego to dissipate every morning so that I am living from the awareness of my connection to God. I am present in each moment. And from that place, I bear fruit. Because as soon as my identity gets attached to my performance, the insecurity and the arrogance starts, the fear and the control starts, and I lose the awareness of my connection to God I lose that awareness and I start living from the awareness of lack. I start being aware of what I don't have, which means I start trying to take from life and I am no longer bringing love, joy, and peace into the world. I'm no longer bringing creativity and abundance into the world. I'm trying to take it and everything falls apart. You got to settle the if question. There will be these seasons in your life, call them transition periods, where you have to settle the if question in order to move into a promised land. And that could happen more than once. And then there is the daily, answering this question daily by starting your day in stillness, silence, and solitude, and allowing the noise in your head to dissipate and being uh, 
living from the awareness, the enjoyment of the present moment, living from the awareness of your connection to God every day. That's how a fruitful day starts, just like a fruitful life starts the way Jesus did in the wilderness. You have to answer the if question. If you don't, let's say you, you every day you start your day, just you wake up and you hit the ground running and it's just go, go, go. It's just all consuming or producing. And you don't bother with, with this time of silence and solitude. You will live from the awareness of lack. You can't help it. The same is true with those seasons I'm talking about, the transition periods. If you ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit, if you're led by the Spirit into a season of less consumption and less production, less performance, and let's answer the if question, let's establish your identity and worth and value apart, detached from your performance, if you don't allow those times, if you don't, if the Holy Spirit's leading you into it and you ignore Him, if you just keep consuming at a normal rate and keep trying to produce at a normal rate, keep performing at your normal rate, you will end up spending your entire life in the wilderness in survival mode, which means you'll just be working to pay bills you know, struggling to keep your family together, you know, sitting in the pew at church, you won't have a sense of, I am doing what I was called to do. You won't have a sense of working with God, producing fruit. You won't have a sense of fulfilling the function that you have in the body. And you will miss out on eternal life. You will miss out on abundant life. You have to answer this if question. Every day, and in these special transition seasons that God leads you into. If you're in this place, if you're in this place of dissatisfaction with this, what's going on, uh, and desire for more, and you have, a, you have enough of a pattern of what God has said to you accumulated. You, know, you have enough history with God to know a general sense of calling. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be specific. Because God will lead you daily with specifics. If you're in that time, if you're in one of those transition periods, which is probably true if you're listening to this podcast, I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit what that season of less consumption, less production looks like so that you can, you can have your identity established totally separate from your performance and get this foundation set 
so that you can live from the awareness of your relationship in the awareness of the abundance that you can live connected to God. You can live aware of your connection to God so that now all of your performance, all of your fruit is coming from that place. You're working with God and everything becomes so much easier so much more creative, so much more abundant, so much less effort. Things aren't disciplines. They are, you're enjoying each moment because you're aware of your connection. You don't feel like you're trying to take from life. You are giving to it. All right, guys, I hope this is helpful. If it is, Please leave a review and a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening and spread the word about this podcast. And if you want a 10-week, this might be the way you, you, you define this time, is taking the Good and Noble Heart 10-week transformation, setting aside the 10 weeks, 70 days, and saying, okay, I'm going to consume less produce less, and just spend 10 weeks answering this if question. That's what the book is for, is to settle these identity issues, is to wrestle with them. It's to establish your worth apart from your performance so that you can perform better, so that you can produce more, so that you can work with God. If that's the case, check the, the link in the show notes and get you a book. If not, you know, please uh, leave a rating and a review and, and share this with others. Share it on social media. Tell a friend about it. Tell a young person who is, who is you know, in this transition, right? You know, a transition period. Tell somebody you know that's in that 40-year-old transition period that uh, so common where we want to, you know, not just go through the motions, but start making a difference in the world. Share this with somebody so that they can establish their identity and their worth from their connection to God and live the fruitful life they're supposed to. All right, God bless you guys.